What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Lord of the Rings Lorecast, the show that explores the background of Tolkien's amazing world from the very beginning. One of the things you hear a lot when learning to write, to create your own scripts, your own stories, or when somebody's on the internet critiquing a new TV show or something like that is often the expression show don't tell it's bantered around by lots of people. It's one of those phrases that is very common in our society. And it's one of those things that a lot of us take for granted. We think, Oh, well, okay. Yeah. It's always better to show than tell. It's always better to show than tell. And if you were to ask an artist, what color, is better to use more often blue or green, you're not going to hear just one answer. They're going to say, well, it depends on the context of the thing you're painting. If you're painting a tree, a green tree is probably better than a blue tree, unless the tree needs to be blue for some specific reason. Context matters and it matters to the artist, the person who's making it. Now there's still probably a good reason most of the time to paint a tree green and most of the time to show and not tell. But sometimes telling does something that showing doesn't do and it's useful. And you can see this across Tolkien's works. One of the reasons why I enjoy going into the depth of tours story in the unfinished tales is because there's so much more showing and less telling than in something like the Silmarillion. But Imagine a Silmarillion that only showed and never told. It would be cool. We would have zoomed in situations with each of the characters, understanding every little detail up close. It would feel much more like the Lord of the Rings, I would suppose. But with that much more detail on each of the characters, 
imagine how large that work would be. There's also the aspect that because so much in the Silmarillion is told and not shown, that it fundamentally feels different. And probably in a good way. It stands out from so many other things that you would have read in the realms of fantasy, especially around the time that it was published. This is a tome that's basically the stories of everything that happens from the beginning of time to the third age. And it's written in the same sort of format with the same kind of delivery that other ancient works are written. That feels authentic. That's like putting up a brand new building, but putting Roman columns on it. Sure, there's probably much more efficient ways to build highly effective columns for a building than to design them in the style of a culture from 2000 years ago. But you can't do that and get the same experience. The art changes. So there's value in both. And that's something I've realized more and more as I've gone back through this in detail. But that also means that I value when Tolkien shows us. Like in this story, where Tour and Veronwe are running out of steam. They have been hunted by orcs. They're running out of food. They've been traveling for a very long time. And they're about to get to their destination. And it might be the most dangerous thing they've done so far. This is but the approach, a road I named it, yet upon it none have passed for more than three hundred years, save messengers, few, and secret, and all the craft of the Noldor have been expended to conceal it since the hidden people entered in. Does it lie open? Would you have known it if you had not had one of the hidden kingdom for a guide? Or would you have guessed it to be but the work of the weathers and the waters of the wilderness. And are there not the eagles as you have seen? They are the folk of Thorondor, who dwelt once even on Thangorodrim, ere Morgoth grew so mighty, and dwell now in the mountains of Turgen since the fall of Gondolin. They alone save the Noldor, know the hidden kingdom, and guard the skies above it. Though as yet no servant of the enemy has dared to fly into the high airs, and they bring much news to the king of all that moves and the lands without. This section starts with this quote from Veronwe. They are getting close to their destination, and he understands how important and yet dangerous this moment is. I love the question about would you have been able to find basically this hidden place or would you have mistaken it for something that the water and the wind that nature had created and i love that that is a reference to the elves the elves being in harmony with nature so that even when they work on something you can't always tell where nature ends and where the elves begin because there's almost no 
difference between the two. And in this section, we're being reminded about the eagles, the great eagles. And we're given a little bit of uh, information here, a little snippet. They used to dwell further in the north at Thangorodrim before Morgoth came and took it over and obviously drove them out. They were happy to live in the cold north before it was corrupted. And so now they monitor the skies and the ground from the skies and all the pathways leading to this very location. And then we're told exactly what happens when they do find orcs while guarding this location. Had we been orcs, Veronway says, doubt not that we should have been seized and cast from a great height upon the pitiless rocks. They lift them into the sky and then they drop them to their deaths. It's so easy for them. Tor responds, I doubt it not, but it comes into my mind to wonder also whether news will not now come to Turgon of our approach swifter than we, and if that be good or ill, you alone can say. He's starting to get nervous. He knows that they've been watched. That he knows that the eagles are up there, that they've seen them for sure. They're eagles. But he also knows that they are not supposed to be doing this and that their lives are potentially in danger from the very people they're seeking to aid. Neither good nor ill, said Veronway, for we cannot pass the guarded gate unmarked, be we unlooked for or no. And if we come there, the guards will need no report that we are not orcs. But to pass, we shall need a greater plea than that. For you do not guess, Tour, the peril that we shall face. Blame me not, as one unwarned, for what may then be tied. May the power of the Lord of Waters be shown indeed, for in that hope alone have I been willing to guide you. And if it fails, then more surely shall we die than by all the perils of wild and winter. Basically, he's saying, I understand how serious this is. The fact that I am bringing somebody not of the Noldor, a human mortal, to this land, to the secret passageway that hides all of my people. I know what the law says. The law says that both of us should be killed. And the only reason I'm doing this, the only reason I'm putting my neck out there at all is because of the Lord of Waters. Ulmo had summoned us and told us to do this. And that power in Veronway's mind is greater than the leadership of the Noldor. He knows that he needs to follow his instincts on this, but it still doesn't mean he's not nervous. But in Tour's mind, there's only one choice. He says, forebode no more. Death in the wild is certain and death at the gate is yet in doubt to me for all your words. Lead me still on. Basically, I know for sure if we stay out here in the wild, we will not survive. We're not sure about the gate. They might spare our lives. So I only have one direction to go, basically. And they're not quite at the location yet. They're not quite at the gate. They travel on for a few more miles following this dry riverbed, going through the darkness, through a cleft in the encircling hills nearby these mountains that they're coming up close to. And then we get this perspective from Tour about the mountains. 
and looking up, Tour saw that they towered up in a fashion other than that of any mountains that he had seen, for their sides were like sheer walls, piled each one above and behind the lower, as were they great towers of many storied precipices. This is like looking up the sides of the fjords in Norway, or the sides of the Grand Canyon, potentially. Something like that, where the land moves so swiftly upwards that it creates a sheer cliff face as far as he can see. And as night comes, Veronway leads Tour into a little, little cave, this little shallow cave in the side of the hills that are looking toward the mountains. And they eat their last crumbs of food. And it is very specifically noted here, last crumbs of food. They're cold, weary, and yet they still do not sleep. And then Tolkien gives us kind of an update on the time. He says it's the 18th day of Hisime, the 37th of their journey to the towers of Ikoriath and the threshold of Turgon. So what does that actually mean? Hisime is a month. And Tolkien was so good about even these details. For example, this in the Kings and Stewards Reckoning of Gondor is the 11th month of the year. But according to the new reckoning that places like the Shire use, it's the 8th month. So what does that mean for us? It's roughly between the 22nd of October and the 20th of November. There you go. 18th day of Hisime. And this is in the middle. This was would have been mid to early November. So it makes sense that the weather is getting colder and it's getting colder fast. They are now entering into wintertime. And we know that they've been traveling 37 days. No wonder they're out of food. And it also mentions the towers of Ikoriath. The Ikoriad is the name of the encircling rocks that helped enclose this hidden kingdom. And this is the first time that word is specifically used in this text. So they spend the night awake. They're not able to sleep. And then they travel a little bit further in the morning. And then we're told straight before them, there loomed a great precipice rising sheer and sudden from a steep slope upon which grew a tangled thicket of thorn trees into this thicket. The stony channel entered and there it was still dark as night. And they halted, for the thorns grew far down the side of the gully, and their lacing branches were a dense roof above it, so low that often Tour and Veronwe must crawl under like beasts stealing back to their lair. I love the symbolism there, like beasts, like these wild creatures trying to return to their lair. In a way, that's kind of what happened to Veronwe. He's been kind of this wild creature out in the sea and now in the wilderness. But at last... As with great labor, they came to the very foot of the cliff. They found an opening as it were the mouth of a tunnel worn in the hard rock by waters flowing from the heart of the mountains. They entered and within there was no light. And this is important. It is dark. There's no light in here. And yet Veronwe continues forward with Tour following him with his hand upon his shoulder. And we're told that he bends a little for the roof was low. This didn't feel like a man-made cave. It felt like they were crawling into a small, naturally made location. But Veronwe knows where he's going. Thus, for a time, they went on blindly, step by step, until presently they felt the ground beneath their feet had become level. 
and free from loose stones. It's an interesting thing to note. You wouldn't find that in a natural cave location. Then they halted and breathed deeply. And as they stood listening, the air seemed fresh and wholesome. And they were aware of a great space around and above them, but all was silent and not even the drip of water could be heard. It seemed to Tour that Veronwe was troubled and in doubt. And he whispered, where then is the guarded gate? Or have we indeed now passed it? Tor can't tell. It's dark. He can't see anything. Nay, said Veronwe. Yet I wonder, for it is strange that any incomer should creep thus far unchallenged. I fear some stroke in the dark. This is odd. He's been through this before. And it's strange that they got to this far into this cave. But their whispers aroused the sleeping echoes. What a wonderful line. And they were enlarged and multiplied and ran in the roof and the unseen walls, hissing and murmuring as the sound of many stealthy voices. This makes me think of Moria and the party, the fellowship, making their way through the darkness and how the smallest sounds would echo in the halls. Tour heard out of the heart of the darkness a voice speak in the elven tongues, first in the high speech of the Noldor, which he knew not, and then in the tongue of Beleriand, though in a manner somewhat strange to his ears, as of a people sundered from their kin. Stand, it said, stir not, or you will die, be you foes or friends. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, here we are, episode 101, back to Tour's story. We're getting closer and closer to the end of this, and it's it's so well written. I hope you're enjoying it. Also, 
This is the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons, the people who support this show, and welcome our newest patrons, Cream Cheese Kitty. I don't remember if I mentioned you last week, but if I did, you get a double call out. Uh, Pateladuk? I don't know how to pronounce your name. Uh, Junhui S., Alice P, Leon W, and Joe R. Welcome to the Patreon. I hope you are enjoying the benefits that you get for signing up. Ad-free episodes. Some of you are getting the bonus episodes and t-shirts and shout-outs every week. Like these people are VIP patrons, and I'm going to try and get through this as quick as I can. Here we go. AK Music Lover, Anakin Skywalker, Apollo, Aragorn III, Austin C, Azel Rezzle, Barney D, Bo Black Squirrel, Brandy D, Chewbacca, Cutter Metalworks, Darth Fanor, David S, David M, Divine Madman, Drupal, Esoteric Rage, Fulcrum, Gimli a Break, Gemma D, Jesse P, J Eggs, Jezzer, Kate L, Katie S, Capenna, Lore FC, Lori B, Mason Weathertop, Michael M, uh, Nick K, Nostrils of Sauron, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Peace, Peace Lutheran Church, Rosie Rose, Sam B, Sauron for Life, Seiju, Swiggy Swoo, TJT, and Tour Son of Whore. Thank you so much for all of your support and to all of our patrons and everyone else who helps support the show. If you'd like to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I'll read that out on a future episode. You can rate the show on Spotify. You can share it with your friends. You can do all sorts of wonderful things that help make this keep going. And I couldn't do it without you. So thank you for being here. And here's to the next hundred episodes. Let's keep it going and find out what happens with Tour and Veronway. Here we go. So they've finally finally reached at least close to this gate they've been looking for and as they expected this might be dangerous <laughs> Veronway responds we are friends then do as you bid said the voice and then we get this other explanation of the echoes the echo of their voices rolled into silence Veronway and Tour stood still, and it seemed to Tour that many slow minutes passed, and a fear was in his heart, such as no other peril on his road had brought. Now imagine being in this situation. They are surrounded in an environment that Tour has never been in. He's blind. It's so dark. He can't see. He knows that there could be num numbers and numbers of them around him, and he he barely has enough strength to keep going. Then there came the beat of feet, growing to a trampling sound as the march of trolls in that hollow place. Suddenly, an elven lantern was unhooded, and its bright ray was turned upon Veronwe before him. But nothing else could Tor see, say a dazzling star in the darkness. And he knew that while the beam was upon him, he could not move, neither to flee nor to run forward. This is an interesting line. I think it's doing two things. I think, first of all, it's letting us know that he's like a deer in headlights. He's scared and he's surrounded and he still can't see. Now it's just this bright light in front of them that's blinding him to anything else in the room. But there's a hint here that this may be in some way enchanted. There might be some sort of magic working against his own will to either run or flee. For a moment, they were held thus in the eyes of the light. Then the voice spoke again, saying, show your faces. 
and Veronway cast back his hood, and his face shone in the ray, hard and clear, as if graven in stone. And Tour marveled to see his beauty. In this moment of fear, Veronway takes off his hood to reveal his face, which Tour has seen, has been seeing for a long time now, but something about it shining in this light reminds him of how beautiful Veronway is, and in general, the elves are. They are still other than mankind in very specific ways. This is reminding us. Then he spoke proudly, saying, Know you not whom you see? I am Veronway, son of Aranway, of the house of Fingolfin. Or am I forgotten in my own land after a few years? Far beyond the thought of Middle-earth I have wandered, yet I remember your voice, Elamakil. He says his friend's name. He recognizes his voice. And he petitions knowing that he's breaking the law. He's basically trying to say, Hey, everybody calm down. It's just me. Remember me? I'm your friend. But he gets a retort from Elamakil. Then Verunwe will remember also the laws of his land, said the voice. Since by command he went forth, he has the right to return, but not to lead hither any stranger. By that deed, his right is void, and he must be led as a prisoner to the king's judgment. You can clearly see that this individual is doing his job. This is exactly what he should be doing here. And then he follows up and says, As for the stranger, he shall be slain or held captive at the judgment of the guard. Us, basically. Lead him hither that I may judge. Then Veronwe led Tour toward the light. And as they drew near many Noldor, male-clad and armed, stepped forward out of the darkness and surrounded them with drawn swords. And Elemakil, captain of the guard, who bore the bright lamp, looked long and closely at him. This is strange in you, Veronwe, he said. All of a sudden, it's like his humanity or elven manity, I guess you could say, starts to come out. He's no longer just being the guard. He says, we were long friends. Why then would you set me thus cruelly between the law and my friendship? Why do this to me, basically? Why make me do my job in a way that would hurt you and hurt our friendship? If you had led hither unbidden one of the other houses of the Noldor, that were enough. But you have brought to knowledge of the way a mortal man. For by his eyes, I perceive his kin. I basically don't need to see anything else. I can tell by his eyes that he is a mortal man. Yet free can he never go again, knowing the secret, and as one of alien kin that has dared to enter, I should slay him, even though he be your friend and dear to you. He puts the pieces together here, and he understands the connections, but he still doesn't understand why. So Veronway takes an opportunity to try to explain this to his friend. He says, in the wide lands without, Alemakil, many strange things may befall one, and tasks unlooked for be laid on one. Other shall the wanderer return than as he set forth. What I have done, 
I have done under command greater than the law of the guard. The king alone shall judge me and him that comes with me. This is pretty bold. He's basically saying, I'm changed. The things that I have gone through in this world since I've been away from you have changed me. And I know that I am being called to something higher. This is only for the king to judge. And Tour speaks because he's no longer afraid at this point. And he says, I come with Veronwe, son of Aronwe, because he was appointed to be my guide by the Lord of Waters. To this end was he delivered from the wrath of the sea and the doom of the Valar. For I bear from Ulmo an errand to the son of Fingolfin, and to him will I speak. This is very bold. But these are words that these guards would never have expected to be presented to them. And at that moment, Elemichel looked in wonder upon Tour. Who then are you? He said. And whence come you? Basically, who are you to be making these claims? And where did you come from? I am Tour, son of Hur of the house of Hador, and the kindred of Hurin. And these names, I am told, are not unknown in the hidden kingdom. From Nevrest I have come through many perils to seek it. Nevrest was the place that he discovered, the place where the Noldor had previously lived, the place where he found the armor that was made somehow for him, the place where he met Ulmo himself, and Veronwe was delivered from the sea. All of these things happen in a place that doesn't make any sense to Elemichil. He says, from Nevrast, it is said that none dwell there since our people departed. He's like, that was hundreds of years ago. What are you talking about? It is said truly, answered Tor. Empty and cold stand the courts of Vinyamar. Yet thence I come. Bring me now to him that built those halls of old. This is a cool moment because he's again ascending to a higher authority. Basically, you're the guard. Sure, you, you've got control of the situation, but I come from the halls that your king previously built. I'm here for him. Take me to your king. And Elemichil responds, In matters so great, judgment is not mine. Therefore, I will lead you to the light where more may be revealed, and I will deliver you to the warden of the great gate. Thanks for listening to the Lord of the Rings Lorecast. If you'd like to learn more about other fantasy worlds, check out my other podcasts, the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the Witcher Lorecast, and more at robotsradio.net. If you'd like to reach out, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a note on Twitter at robots underscore radio or join our amazing community on the Robots Radio Discord. There are links in the show notes or just search Robots Radio Discord or find the link on robotsradio.net. I'll see you next time. 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.